Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Woo! I'm excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Good morning. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, y'all. Do me a favor, start sharing the video. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Hey, Nia. Hey, my Renaissance grandma. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Jackie. Hey, my side. Mas, we need to check in. Hey, Keidra. Hey, Shania. Hey, Katina. Hey, Keidra. That's how I feel, uh, Keidra. Good morning, Joyce. Hey, Malisha. Hey, Katina. I'm so excited. I told you I'd be hearing songs in my head, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Ooh, come on, y'all. We can be that excited about the word of God. Oh, my God. Lord, thank you for fresh oil this morning. Thank you, Father God, for fresh oil. Thank you for the excitement. Thank you, Lord God, for grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your hand on my life. Come on. I, let's get excited this morning. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Think about the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Like anytime somebody asks me to describe God to them from me, my biggest thing is he is faithful. Like this morning, Josiah, um, Josiah got up out of the bed and he was like, mama, I stood up on my leg. Ooh! And I'm like, oh, don't shout me. Don't shout me before the devotional. If you're new to the devotional, uh, my son broke his ankle in July and it has been a journey. Like he broke his ankle in July. We've had three surgeries, a bacteria infection. Um, he just was able to walk a couple weeks ago. Yesterday he got to drive. Come on, y'all. This morning he was like, I stood up on my leg, mama. Like I stood up and could put pressure on it. So when I think of God's goodness, like my God, I'm like, he is so faithful. That is a miracle and a living testimony. This bacteria went in his leg. Um, the first protocol really is to cut it out, like to cut the bone out, right? But they didn't, right? So he stood up. He's like, mama, I stood up. I'm like, oh, don't shout me before the devotional. So he stood up on his leg. That's so big, right? We don't even think about those things. We don't even think of how, um, what a big deal is for it to stand up on our feet. So he's like, I stood up on my leg, mom. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, 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 thank you. And he drove yesterday. I was in the car with him. He drove yesterday. And I'm going to tell you something about this sweet boy of mine. Um, Judah went, Judah finished his football season yesterday. A very good football season for Judah. And he started basketball this morning at 645. And I'm going to tell you what Joe did. Before, when he first found out Judah was going to be having 645 a.m. practices, he said, Mama, I need to be able to drive 
by the time Judah gets 6.45 a.m. practices, because I need to take that pressure off you because you'll be getting through with the devotional and we need to leave by 6.15. And I'm like, here this kid is in the middle of his circumstances situation, but considering me, considering Judah, like my mom, I don't want Judah to be late and I don't want you to have to end the devotional early on those days. And he set a goal of focus, not for himself, not for anything else. He was like, I need to be driving so that I can give you the support you need. Come on now. Like, I'm like, this kid is, this is, this, what manner of man is this? This 18 year old man, I'm telling y'all, Prepare your daughters, I'm telling you. I'm like, what manner of man of this is this 18-year-old man that he sets a goal, not for himself, Shania, not for himself, Keisha, that he sets a goal for the good of everybody connected to him. So we practiced some driving and he got and he was driving pretty decent. And then this morning he is up taking Jojo to practice. So when I tell you God is faithful, he is an amazing man because he's not my little boy anymore, Vanessa, you are so right. He is an amazing man. And I am just, my God, in awe of who he is and how God works through his life and how faithful he is to the ministry that God has called us to. So when I think of God, like, my God, I think of him faithfully, right? Yes, Cherise said something big. Cherise said, um, how great is God to respond to our expectancy in him? I love that, Cherise, so much. God is so good to respond to expectancy. And can I tell you something? When you have a desire, like when you have a desire that goes beyond yourself, woo, my God, thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Deshana. Um, when you have a desire that goes beyond yourself, like I'm desiring for the greater good. Come on, Savannah, your greater good, your, your thing that God has called you to. Come on. When you have a desire for something that is for the greater good, God, God will bless it. He will increase it. He will multiply it. You got to think of the time um, in the Bible when we were doing, oh, come on, Holy Spirit, stir me up. Think about the time in the Bible, right? When Jesus was like, they were about to feed this multitude and the disciples didn't have the faith because they didn't think they had enough. Oh, y'all finna charge some up. Come on, come on, oh, come on, come on. He said, and so the disciples think they didn't have, they didn't have enough, right? And so they actually wanted Jesus, come on now, come on now, to send the people away. Come on, I'm fine, I'm getting it. <laughs> oh my God, thank you, Lord. And oh, and my gosh, I had to find this. I didn't want to just say it. I want to read it to you. Um, and so he he actually, they wanted him to send him away. And he was like, no, 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 no. And so Jesus blessed it. Luke 9, 16. Thank you. Look, Jesus took the Luke 9, 16. He says he took the five loaves of fish, five loaves and the two fish. And he looked up to heaven and he gave it thanks and he broke them. Then he gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. He blessed it. Come on, broke it and it multiplied. Come on. He blessed it, broke it and it multiplied. And I am truly a person of vision that believes when God is involved in something. Thank you, Keetra, for putting the scripture up. When God is involved in something, come on, he will bless it break it and multiply it. Like he just will. He's that kind of God. So we got to get excited. Um, 
when God gives us desires, his desires. Can you put that in your notes, your comments? Lord, I want godly desires. Woo! Come on, Lord, I want godly desires, right? And sometimes we'll see frustration because we're in a society right now in which people love to teach us that we have the power. Um, we're the person that does it. No, you want the godly desires in your heart so that when God does it, He's doing it according to his desires and his plan and his will for you. You want his perfect will. I was praying yesterday about thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Lakeisha's life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Javen's life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Jalil's life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Josiah's life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Judah's life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Lyric Logan. Zayden, Casey, come on. And like, that kingdom come, that will be done in Jermaine's life. Like, that is, that kingdom come, that will. I want God's perfect will for my life. Because here is what I know to be true. Right, Miss Williams? Anything that's less than his perfect will is a subpar standard. Oh, my God. It's a subpar standard. And it's probably driven by something that's according to my flesh and according to my will. So I even got the, I got to get the wisdom. I got to get the wisdom of what God desires. I got to get the wisdom of God's will for me. I got to get the will, wisdom of what God wants to see in my life. Not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, I want godly desires. So Ask him, pray those often. Lord, give me your godly desires. Don't let me be confused by my flesh and by this world and by a standard that was set for me by man that does not line up with your will. God, I want your godly desires for my marriage. I want your godly desires for my children. I want godly desires for this ministry. I'm laying down my flesh. I'm laying down what I think is acceptable. Y'all better come on. I'm laying down what I think is acceptable. Oh my God. Thank you for this, Father. I'm laying down what I think is accept acceptable. And I am um, stretching my faith and telling you, I want your perfect will in my life and anything in my will, come on, anything in my will, anything in my will that does not line up with your will, I want you to take it out. I want you to reveal it, Lord. I want you to put me on your path for greatness. Come on, y'all. This is what you should be speaking over yourself. I want you to put me on your path for greatness, Lord God. I want to do exceptional things for the kingdom, Lord God. Even if that's serving, wherever you're telling me to serve, Lord God, I want to serve, Lord God. I want to be light and salt at work, Lord. Lord God, I want to be a light and salt in my neighborhood, Lord God. I want to expect your very best for me, Lord God. So open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. And one of the things I pray often is rearrange my life for yours. Oh, my God. Like, Lord, rearrange my life for your life. Rearrange my life so that my life aligns with your perfect will. I don't want to struggle in what I think is supposed to happen versus what you have for me because you have a very, very, very good for me. Ooh, you got a very, very, very good. And every time something doesn't line up the way that I want it to line up, 
then in my heart and my mind, I'm like, okay, this isn't God's very best for me. <laughs> this isn't God's very best for me. Like, this is not God's very best for me. And since this is not God's very best for me, Lord, bring me your very best and do not allow me to hold on. Woo! Come on, y'all. Don't allow me to hold on to what was. Come on. Don't let me to be latched to something that I may have done that may have been a mistake or a decision that was outside your will. Help me to own my mistakes and move forward and understand that according to Romans 8, you are the God that can work all things together for my good. So I'm not going to be imprisoned by my past, by decisions that I've made that may not have been your perfect will or your very, very good for me. When you bring it to my attention, come on, y'all. When you bring it to my attention, like this ain't my best. <laughs> come on. When you bring it to my attention and say, hey, this is not my best for you. This not my this not my best for you. Then guess what? Give me the strength woo, to be able to walk away from it. Give me the empowerment to do the hard things that you're calling me to do and give me the grace to accept the season that I am because I want your perfect will for my life. Come on. Can we put that in our declarations this morning? Lord, I want your perfect will for my life. I want your perfect will for my life. And when we begin to talk to God like that, guess what, Rob? He's going to start rearranging our life to fit his. Woo! Come on. When we begin to talk, and don't be afraid. Can I tell you something? If God ever asks you to release, to let something go on his behalf, I promise you. I promise you I know this. What he gives to you next, what he puts in your hand, what he puts on display, what he rearranges for you will be greater than whatever it is you had, you were holding on that you thought was significant. Oh my God. Now, some of y'all don't know my journey. Um, I taught for the University of Arkansas uh, at Pine Bluff. I am learned, as I tell people all the time. And I thought I was on a road to success at the college level. I visioned myself to be the dean, but to be by dean, the vice chancellor. I was in a PhD program, um, all but dissertation. And then something shifted. Somebody say something shifted. Woo, come on. Something shifted. Something just shifted in my life. Like something shifted in my life. And when it shifted in my life, right, and it had to do with the death of my late husband. Well, when it shifted in my life, God started giving me perspective of what needed to have next. And I really was having a dissatisfaction. Like every day I would pull up to work and I was so dissatisfied. Like I was just sitting in my car and I loved my job. And not only did I love my job, like I was good at my job. Like I was good. My students loved me. My chair loved me. Um, they were using me as a standard, a bar for online courses. I'm climbing the ladder and something shifted, right? And then there was something inside of me that just kept telling me every day, this ain't it. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest. There was something in me every day that was coming to my place that said, this, this isn't it. This isn't God's very good, good. This isn't God's very best, best for you. And so every day I would get to work and I would get to my parking place and I would just start crying. 
And for me, this was the career of a lifetime. And for my friends and my family around me, um, they thought this was the career of my lifetime because I was good at it. Come on now. I had favor there, but something inside of me shifted that said, you know what? This is not God's very, very, very best for me. Can I tell you what was going on? Can I give you something this morning for you to chew on, for you to meditate on? Um, I had become complacent. Come on, come on. I'm going to tell you what complacency is. I have become complacent. I had become complacent. I had kept myself out at what I thought was good and what I thought was God's success for Lakeisha. I was on a path that seemed right, that seemed purposeful, that would definitely be used in my life, but it was not God's very, very good for me. It was not God's best for me, right? And so I just begin to pray. And then, man, I can tell you so much part of the journey of um, how God shifted me in perspective of where he called me. The crazy part is I have been licensed in, in ministry. I've been licensed in ministry every 22 years, I think, 22, 23 years in February. I've already been licensed in memory. And I remember my late husband said something to me one day. He was like, uh, I, he, had my, he had my license on the wall and he tapped it and he was like, this you too. <laughs> he was like this, he was like this, he was like this you too. Come on, Natalie, don't make me scream. He was like, this you too. Like he had tapped the wall. He was like, this, this you too. Like this you too. Natalie, you're gonna make me throw this coffee. Um, <laughs> this you too. And I didn't even realize, like, I had been so complacent. Natalie said, God had a bigger plan. He wants your classroom worldwide, not just confined within the walls, right? And so I had to begin to shift my perspective and realize I had become complacent. Can I tell you what complacency means? Are you ready for this? You got your notes, you got your pen, you got your paper. Can I tell you what complacency means? Woo! When I started reading this this morning, I said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me help your children so that we are never complacent. Lord, Lord, help, Lord, help me help your children so we are never complacent. So here is what complacency means, right? Here is what, when we start praying and asking God, Lord, I want my will to align with yours. Lord, when we start feeling this thing of dissatisfaction, but that, oh my gosh, there's something greater inside of me. Like there's something greater, right? So something shifted. Let me tell you what um, complacency is. Complacency is a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievement. Let me give you some more with complacency. Complacency is self-satisfaction. Complacency is self-approval. Oh my God. Complacency is self-appropriation. Complacency is self-admiration. Um, complacency is self-congratulations. So complacency is self-regard. Um, complacency is gloating. Um, complacency is Pride, complacency is contentment. Um, complacency is um, is carelessness. Complacency means laxity. Complacency means laziness. So anytime we we get into self admiration, self satisfaction, self approval, self appropriation, self admiration, self congratulation self-regard, come on now, gloating, triumph, pride, satisfaction, contentment, 
and carelessness, baby, we probably complacent. Woo! Oh my God. He, we probably complacent when we feel like we doing, oh, I've done a good job. When we feel like, let me help you. Let me help you a little bit. When we feel like we've arrived, when we feel like we achieved, when we're not checking in with the big boss to see where he wants to take us. And what we, we scream all the time, Lord, I'm not my own. Make me over. Make me brand new. Lord, I'm not. I'm not. Well, when we start talking about, Lord, are we not our own? Baby, he going to shift some things. When we start praying and asking little God, God, I want your very best for me. He's going to shift some things because most of us don't even recognize we become complacent. Woo! We just get up and go to work every day and decide this is the way that the Lord is using me when the Lord may want to use you. Woo! Come on. The Lord may want to use you at a greater capacity. The Lord may want to use you from a different perspective. The Lord may want to guide you to do something different. The, the, may, the Lord may need to bring you into something you didn't even realize was inside of you. Come on. So we got to refuse this thing. And I'm going to give you a scripture. We got to refuse this thing called complacency. We got to stop self-congratulating ourselves. We got to stop self-admiring. We got to stop self-admiring ourselves. See, we have confused complacency with self-love. My God. Let me sip some. We have confused complacency with self-love. We are in a society right now that is teaching us to love ourselves and admire ourselves. And there is nothing wrong with you loving you, but you love you at the capacity that God loves you, not at the place that this world tells you that, that this love, because guess what? If not, you're going to start self-approving yourself. You're going to start patting yourself on the back. You're going to be admiring yourself and you're going to be congratulating yourself. And you may only be at the level of you when you are complacent. Can I tell you what happens? You slow down momentum and you are not in alignment with where God has called you to be, right? Because you're satisfied, you're, you're approved, um, you have self-regard, you're content, you're congratulating yourself and God is saying to you, oh no, it's more, oh no, it's more, oh no, it's, it's, more. it's more to you as a mother, it's more to you as a father, it's more to you as a husband, it's more to you as a wife, it's more to you in ministry, it's more to you in business. So we got to make sure, come on, that we are not being complacent and that we are sensitive to the voice of the Lord and sensitive to what he is calling us to. When, when, when Jabez's prayer when Jabez prayed, you know, with the prayer of Jabez, enlarge my territory, um, keep me from evil. When he was, when he was praying that, when you really study that out, what he was asking God was, give me what belongs to me. Woo! I'm finna go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh, I gotta go. Shake us up this morning, Holy Spirit. What he was asking the Lord really was, give me what belongs to me. <laughs> oh my God, what a bold prayer. Give me what you have aligned out for my destiny. Oh, come on. You ought to put that in your notes this morning. Lord, give me what belongs to me. It's what he was asking him. He said, give me, oh, my God, what you have already 
predestined for me. What a bold, big prayer. And because he was found more faithful, and I think he was found more faithful, Tina, because he was a man of prayer. He was like, Lord, give me, give me what belongs to me. <laughs> give, give me, give me, give me what belongs to me. I need what belongs. I don't want to stay within the confinement of my mind. I don't want to stay within the confinement of my satisfaction. I don't want to stay within the confinement of where I feel like I'm supposed to be. When I was at the school at the university, baby, I thought I had arrived. I thought I was in position for the greatest moment of my life. And the Lord was like, no, there's so more, to, so much more to you. And he confirmed it. There were two dreams by two different people on two separate occasions, but I had to make bold steps. I had to make bold steps that I would trust God with my faith, with my destiny, that he knew and had a greater plan versus staying comfortable in what I thought was my success. Lord, give me what belongs to me. Lord, give me, give me what belongs to me. Give me the territory. Give me the impact. Give me the places that I'm supposed to influence. Give me the worldwide classroom. Lord, give me what belongs to me. Woo, come on. So I had I had two dreams too. First, my son, Josiah, called me. He said, Mama, I saw you. I saw you on this platform. Um, and this was like now. And then my boss, after I got bold enough to resign and give him my letter of resignation, said, you know what? I had a dream about you. And in my dream, you were on this platform and you were speaking to this large crowd of people. And I'm like, I hear you, Lord. It's something greater, my God, than I can imagine and what and what I know. So, Lord, give me what belongs to me. That's what he was doing. Come on. And we are called to make impact and influence everywhere we go. The scripture talks about us being salt and light. Come on now. Y'all got to see yourself as important. You got to see the vision, my God, of how God has you. I did a, a devotional with the boys last night. And it was funny because as we were going through the devotional, um, God made me was what they had to do. They had to tell me how God made them. God made them unique. God made them talented. God made them artistic. And it was very uncomfortable for them at first. But I'm like, this is how God made you. Like, this is how God made you. Because we were doing a devotional on comparison, right? There's a danger in comparison. And I'm like, this is how God made you. So they had to look in my face and tell me, how did God make you? What type of person, what kind of gifts and talents did God give you? And I told him, I said, if you can get a resolve of this at a very early age of how God made you and who God made you to be, then you will never, ever receive an alternative plan for your life. And you will always be willing and led by the good shepherd. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we're dealing with complacency. And I'm going to give you a scripture I want to have. I want you to hold on to. We're dealing with complacency today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, uh, we cancel this assignment <laughs> that has been on our life for us to become complacent. Forgive us for being smug. For be forgive us for being self-approved. Forgive us for self-admiration and self-congratulation and self-regard. Forgive us for pride. Forgive us for gloating. Forgive us for self-satisfaction and self-contentment. Father God, we laying it all in line. Forgive us, Father God, if we have not stretched ourselves. Forgive us, Father God, if we have not obeyed you. 
My God, quicken us to the things that you want us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 8, I'm going to read something for you, right? I'm going to read something for you. Um, Natalie, I'll, I'll screenshot the devotional and send it to you. I'll screenshot it, Natalie, and send it to you. Now, this is Paul speaking, right? Um, and he was appealing to the complete, right, to the collection. He was appealing to the brothers and sisters of Christ to continue on. Woo! Come on. This is Paul. He's, he's, he's appealing to them to continue on. Like, he wants them to continue on. So this is what he says to them. This is eighth verse. This is 2 Corinthians 8 chapter and the seventh verse, right? He says, now, as you excel in everything, woo! come on, we supposed, I will, I will, I will, Rob. We are supposed to excel. Somebody say that we are supposed to excel. It is nothing wrong with you excelling. Oh my God, we are supposed to excel. We are supposed to be excellent. Paul says, as you excel, I want us to get out of this, um, this mentality that we are not supposed to excel. We are supposed to excel. Say that I'm supposed to excel. Come on. I'm supposed to excel. You need to say it. I'm supposed to excel. I'm not supposed to have a business that God gave me and it failed. When we say the word excel, meaning being very good at it. <laughs> Be, meaning being very good at it. That is why it is important for you to learn mastery in your artistry. Oh my God, Josiah, I'm going to release some later if he lets me um, of a new art piece he is working on. And he has been watching these videos. And I was like, what are you doing? He said, I'm studying my craft. He says, mom, I'm studying my craft. So when I excel, I'm supposed to be exceptionally good at it. <laughs> I'm supposed to excel, Deshaun. I'm supposed to excel. My business is supposed to excel. I'm supposed to be exceptionally good at it. As a matter of fact, I'm really supposed to be put in high demand. But y'all, I'm about to go. Like I'm supposed to be good. Like I'm I'm the child of the most high king. I'm supposed to be good at it. I'm supposed to excel at it. I'm supposed to be exceptional at it. My God, the subject matter which God has called me to do. I'm supposed to be good at it. It's supposed to look different. When I show up to work, right, my, my work ethic is supposed to be excel or excellent. Woo! My God. I'm supposed to excel. I'm supposed to be deep. I'm supposed to be cutting edge. I'm supposed to look different than anybody else. I'm supposed to sound different than anybody else. Why? Because I'm supposed to excel, right? So he says, now as you excel in everything, this Paul talking, this the big guy, this the guru, Paul says, now, as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love for us, excel also in the act of grace. He says, I'm not saying this as a command, rather by means of the diligence of others, I'm testing the genuineness of your love, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. He said, in this matter, I'm giving you advice because it is profitable for you who began last year, not only to do something, but also to want to do it. Now also finish the task. Say, I got to finish. Come on. I got to finish. Not only am I to excel at it, but I got to finish. Woo! Come on. Come on. I got to finish. I got to finish the course. I got to finish what God put before me. I can't become complacent because I might leave something undone. Woo! 
My God, I can't become. See, this is the danger of complacency. When complacency sets in and I'm self-approved and self-applauding and uh, self-evaluating, then what will happen is I'll leave something undone. This is a radical call to finish today, baby. This is a radical call to finish today because what will happen is I'll leave something undone. I'll cap myself out and simply say, okay, this is my best, right? This is this is my best. He's like, no. He says, you got to finish. He says, he says, I'm giving you advice because it's profitable to you. He said, now finish the task so that just as there was an eager desire, right? Sometimes we get so eager to do something, right? He said, but there must also be completion. Woo! There cannot be just an eager desire, baby. There's also got to be completion according to what you have. He says, for if the eagerness is there, I'm about to run. He says, for if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. It is not that there should be relief for others. And he was talking about relief for others in hardship, but we can take that this morning. We can meditate that this morning. Come on. He was, he was, he was encouraging them to give to the poor. He was encouraging them um, to do what they had started in regards of taking care of the poor. That was their assignment. That's what they were called to do, right? And he was simply saying to them, when you respond to God's grace, y'all. When you respond to God's grace, <laughs> it's going to be magnified, doubled. He blessed it, it broke it, it multiplied. When you respond to God's grace, come on, y'all, and get in position and do what he called you to do, it's going to be blessed. It's going to be broken. It's going to be multiplied. Come on now. And whatever it is, whatever the assignment, whatever the kingdom assignment, from little to small, which is all important to God. Come on now. You got to finish and you got to finish strong. Woo! I love y'all. I love y'all. That's it. That's enough for you to chew on. Come on. That's first. That's second Corinthians eight chapter the seven. He was talking about them giving. He was talking about them completing the assignment. He said, don't you just start this. Don't, don't excel in one particular area and not excel in all areas. Don't you just start this, baby. You got to finish this. You got to complete this. And you got to finish strong. Father God, thank you for being our daily reminder, for charging us up, for bringing us into a space to remind us to not be complacent, Lord God. We seek your face this morning to do your perfect will in Jesus' name, amen. This is a call to finish. Woo! Come on. This is a call to finish. You got to finish that thing. You got to finish that thing. You got to excel. You got to go further. My God, you cannot stop where you stop. You got to pause you cannot assume you are all the way there. You got to pause. You got to leave your heart open to God, Carla. You got to leave your heart open to God. Like, Lord, 
if there is more, like remember Jabez prayed. Remember I told you he wasn't asking just for more territory. He was asking God to give him what belongs to him. And then he was asking God to keep him from evil. He was asking God to go with him. Lord, I need you. I'm trying to enlarge the place of my tent. I'm opening my heart wide before you this morning, Lord. I'm opening my heart wide before you this morning, Lord God. Now show me what I have not finished. Give me the capacity and grace to move away from anything that has left me stagnant, woo, that has left me in cycles. My God, give me a vision to see the way you want me to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. Woo. Lord, glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart. Woo. If the Lord places it on your heart, do, do me a favor. Um, go over to the website, lmjministries.org, right? And you can you can give there. Um, you can also pay cash at us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. And you can find out all the way your giving is into the kingdom. Feed the streets. Um, the things we do with single moms, you can find out all of that on the website. Um, so if the Lord places it on your heart to partner with us to give, you can see it there, and it helps us to continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout this world. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I want to offer you something this morning that will give you a brand new start. If you are on this devotional and you like, what is this fire inside of her? What is this? What is this fire inside of her? What's going on that has her this alive? I've heard her testimony. She's been through so much. What is this fire? And I totally tell y'all, I really didn't get saved until I was 27. Um, what is this fire inside of her? Like what's going on inside of her? I'm telling you the fire that's inside of me is Jesus. It's not me. It's not me because I was too puffed up. I was too haughty. Um, I was too self-approved. Um, I was probably on a path on my way to hell because of the stuff that I, had, I was caught up in was not good for me. And I came into a service one night and I heard a message and something in my heart said that there is way more to my life than what I'm experiencing. And for the first time, because I did it when I was in eight, but for the first time, I really accepted Jesus Christ. Like I needed this Jesus and I made a fresh commitment. And if you're that person and um, you really want this fresh start, this fresh beginning, or you've never, ever accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus died so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. And I just truly believe that it's not just in heaven. Um, he wants you to experience a better life here on earth. And when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you die to your will because he loves you. He just, God loves you no matter what state you're in. He loves you and he wants you. That's the whole central thing to the message that God loves you and wants you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you are. I don't care what's going on in your life. God loves you and I want you. But it starts with a state, statement of faith. It's like being in a relationship. It starts with the commitment. Will you go with me? Um, check yes or no. Yes, I will go with you. It's like that statement of faith. If that's you, I want you to make that statement of faith today um, and repeat after me. Dear Jesus. I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. 
www.ashleyhoffman.com. And we're going to send you some resources and materials. We're a little bit behind in sending stuff out. There's a couple of you I need to get stuff to, but I promise you we'll get it to you next week. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Father God, I thank you for breaking and destroying and taking us away from anything that keeps us from going higher in you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, send us the email. I gave you the information for giving. Thank you for all of our partners. Um, two things, right? Ladies' prayer call Saturday morning. If you want to be a part, get, go to the website, get subscribed so you can be on the prayer call. Second, uh, no feed the streets in November. Um, December 17th, some, put this in your date because you're going to want to be here either online or in person. Last pillow talk of the year. Um, December the 17th, only about 45 women will be in live. And then it can be up to a hundred of y'all online. That is completely free. I got a resource of speakers. I'll not be the only person speaking that night. That is my birthday. But one of the things that I've always um, wanted to do is I always love to give on my birthday. So if that's you and God is putting your heart, you better already block December 17th off from seven to 11 Make a point to be there. Make a point to be online. I promise you won't be disappointed with what God is going to do. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But our Father loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. People will only know God's love. Nikki says she ready. She's going to be there. <laughs> Nikki like I'm there. When registration hits, registration will be out. I think Monday is when Joe is releasing registration. He may do it by this weekend. And I will tell you, I, I when registration hits, you need to register. Because once it's closed, and I believe it's going to close within the first day or two, That'll be it, and you'll just have to attend online. And online will be powerful, but I want you to already put it in your head if you're in the Little Rock area or even close to the Little Rock area. I'm not going to miss this pillow talk December 17th. It's going to be a little fancy. It's called Glitz and Glamour. So I want you to come in your glitz and your glamour for this pillow talk. I love you so, so much. Um, I'll see y'all in the morning, 6 a.m. Grab your coffee. Um, get your friends. Invite someone um, to come in, invite somebody, be like, Hey, come in, come and join us. And I'll see y'all in the morning. Love y'all so much. Thank you, Jojo. Cause I know he's either watching or listening. Um, thank you, Jojo, for your sacrifices for your family to make sure Judah and I are good. May there be a double blessing on your life in Jesus name. Amen. And I'll see y'all in the morning. Love, peace and blessing. Woo, thank you, father. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.